You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place because it's time to win with dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Hello again. Welcome to Win With Dogs here on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Raquel Wynn, and I'm delighted that you've joined us. You know, Pet Life Radio is such a wonderful resource for pet owners. I'm honored to be included in a family of shows that provide such fantastic dialogue about all things pet. And today on Win With Dogs, we'll be discussing keeping Fido fit, the importance of exercise, and how to start and sustain a lifelong program for your pooch. I believe exercise is the key to health and balance for all dogs. It allows for movement of the body's systems, the blood gets pumping, the joints and muscles get moving, the respiratory system gets stimulated, and the energetic and nervous system stays flowing. Your pup's body needs a chance to reboot, realign, and recharge with a little exercise. On today's show, we're going to be joined by Paul of Jogadog. They're designers of a treadmill made especially for dogs. And I think this is a wonderful option for dog owners. And it's great fun for dogs too, I'm sure. Before we get talking, we need to pause for a word from our sponsors. And we'll be back in a second. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win with Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Thanks again for listening to Win with Dogs here on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Raquel Wynn. You know, every dog needs and deserves some exercise. Movement is how the body heals and maintains longevity. I'm a firm believer in options and keeping things varied. Our guest today, Paul Brahini of Jog a Dog, is here to talk to us about exercise, obesity, and the exciting option of having a treadmill just for your pup. Welcome, Paul. Thanks so much for being our guest today. Well, thank you, Raquel, for having me. Uh, we're happy to be here, and I'll be pleased to answer any questions you might have. Thanks. As you know, Paul, um, exercise we've talked about before being fundamental to your dog's health, and what a great option it is to run and take walks, and the idea of a treadmill is especially exciting because you can control the environment of exercise for your dog, and I'm just curious, how long has Jog-A-Dog been around? Jog-A-Dog began uh, as an invention of my stepfather's, and he invented it uh, actually in the late 60s and brought it to market in 1972. You've been in business for quite some time. Exercise is definitely important. You know, everyone knows, hopefully by now, how vital movement is um, to the health of ourselves. And the same is true for our dogs. And I think one of the main things that exercise is valuable for is keeping weight off. And um, I'm just curious, you know, treadmill exercising, do you think that that's as effective as any other type of exercising for your dog? Uh, well, even more so because for typical pet owners, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a study that came out a while ago. The obesity with dogs is, is you know, as you uh, mentioned earlier, it's a, it is an epidemic. And I think it relates to the lack of exercise that, uh, especially with typical pet owners, uh, not knowing how much exercise their dog really needs to fulfill their requirement. <laughs> Typically, that old adage, take your dog for a walk, you know, it might be good for you, but not so much uh, for your dog in means of exercise. You're it's referring really to the fact that you're saying dogs come from so many different backgrounds in terms of their requirements for exercise that just taking it for 15 minutes probably isn't getting to a lot of the working dogs and terriers and the movers out there, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, exactly. But with... Uh, Dogs have different movements, um, like a walk is a, is a form of movement. It's a form of gait for a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but a trot is also uh, a form of movement. Uh, and in contrast, a walk for a dog is a very efficient means of movement. It means it, shouldn't, it should be effortless for them. Dogs mm-hmm. should not hire from walking. But a trot, on the other hand, is where the paws come together. They meet in the center on one side, and then they're stretched far apart on the other side, and it's a real back-and-forth synchronized movement. Yeah, it's uh, actually bring bilateral dog, movement. Yeah, if, if you can bring a dog to a trot, uh, that's going to be their least efficient means of locomotion. That's where they're going to get a full-body workout. And to really work a dog out and give them exercise, you need to bring them to a trot and maintain that trot. And that's why bicycles are so good. Uh, some people even use cars. It's difficult for uh, humans, typically, to, to bring a dog to a trot running with them and maintain it because dogs have a different heart and cardiovascular system. So that's why treadmills are so good. I mean, you can control the environment. You can control the speed. You can read the dog, apply just the amount of exercise 
and slow it down when you need to and control all those variables. But more, most important, you can bring them to a trot, maintain that trot, and provide exercise for the dog. And that's why, you know, Jogger Dog is a great product. Uh, that's why it works. It's not a gimmick, not a gadget, and people uh, love it, and so do the dogs. Yeah, I can imagine they do. And I actually, I like the idea of a treadmill versus the car. <laughs> yeah, car I mean, it, running. Safer. It is a more applicable approach for sure. Do not try this at home. <laughs> so, and a lot you of know, people with the bikes, uh, a lot of people call me, they call us frequently and say, we tried the bike thing, it pulled the bike over. You know, anybody who's exercised a dog with a bike has at least one or two run-ins. You also have the yeah. issue of stray dogs, you know. You're out walking your dog, uh, jogging through the park, and other dogs are off lead. Uh, we get that a lot, and they're causing problems. And then, of course, I totally weather. agree. I think, you know, really, when we're thinking about exercise and nutrition, you know, I wrote a book, as you know, on stretching for dogs. Mm-hmm. And we're getting into all these new exciting topics for health for our dogs that really humans at first are like, are you kidding me? Stretching for your dog? Running, having workout rooms for your dogs in your house. Are you kidding me? Cooking for your dog. And the truth is, is that it completely makes sense. And we're totally serious. And I think it's really exciting. Exactly. I think you're even going to see personal trainers for dogs. I know a lot of the work I do with dogs is teaching people core, how to work on your dog's core strength, and you know how to keep their balance and their muscle symmetry, just like I would do with my humans. Totally, just like I would do. So I'm wondering, exactly. speaking of exercise for your dogs and being able to do it inside, in all kinds of weather, etc. I also want to talk about body breakdown and the impact of repetitive motion. It's a fine line. You have motion is actually how the body heals, I say all the time. But when you're dealing with a dog who might have injuries or something like that, it's important to kind of make sure you don't overdo it. And sometimes running outside on the asphalt, just like for us, it's too tough on our joints. It's just too much breakdown. And so I think, yeah, the treadmill would be great for, you know, having more cushion on your dog's joints. Is that true that it's easier on the dog's joints and symmetry? Yeah, because if you think about it, the belt itself is actually breaking the fall because it's moving. And when you pound on it, uh, if you do, the belt would break the fall. Just kind of as a, if you ever recall back to gym class, you, you climb a rope and, and if somebody falls, they ask you, ask the spotters to push them to break the fall. And the belt mm-hmm. kind of does that as well. And uh, if, you, if you're going slow enough, then, you know, the dog can advance the limb and the belt can bring it back. So it can be uh, less stressful that way. Plus, they're not dodging you know, rocks or, or obstacles in the grass or, or, or it's consistent, you know, the, the path they're running on is consistent. Um, but repetitive motion as well is a great thing, especially when you're uh, rehabbing a dog. And mm-hmm. that's why confirmation, people that show dogs in confirmation, everything is about the movement and the gait. It's got to be perfect. Right. Um, and, it, and it's usually a trot. And uh, that's why Jogger Dog is so great, because you can put them on there and you can perfect their movement. You can use the speed dial to zero in right to their sweet spot where the dog looks their best, where they're moving exactly how they're supposed to. You can make adjustments with your hands if necessary and train them over and over and over uh, repetitively, as you mentioned. And it's kind of like a golf swing, you know. You you practice it enough times, you're going to get it right and get it perfect. 
And uh, yeah. I've seen handlers use that same analogy, and that's where I stole it from. Yeah. <laughs> and, then when they, and then when they go hit the ring, uh, bingo, you know, they go right to that perfect form of movement. And, and yeah, that's... rehabilitation can do the same thing, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. That you, I'm glad you brought that up. You talk about um, retraining the dog's body to go right to the perfect, efficient movement for the least breakdown. And it's something that I talk a lot about with people and it's called you know the cellular memory of the dog and all things exercise movement of a joint through a range of motion stretching massage um, running jogging these are all things that help cue your dog's cell memory to be in a state of health and a state of balance it's really interesting you know our bodies have what's called proprioception and that's balance and knowing when we're in balance and off balance and in symmetry and out of symmetry and by doing repetitive motion where you're controlling the width like in the treadmill case you have the width controlled you're controlling the gait length um, that's something that I can see as being extremely effective as cueing that dog's body to be back in balance which is something I think is key to health Balance, balance, balance. Um, let me ask you something else about, oh, do you have dogs yourself, Paul? Yeah, yes, I do. I have a Sheltie. And, oh, uh, great. He absolutely loves jog a dog. He'll beg to get on it. And now that <laughs> coming, he, we even live on five acres, uh, and he's still got to have the jog a dog to get out that extra energy, <laughs> or he'll just be like, nipping at my toes. And you know, He's got to get his fix. You know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's got to get his fix. And, you know, a lot of times contentment is just what the doctor ordered and the dog needs. I mean, you see a lot of dogs acting out, and I see this so many times when people talk to me about their dogs not, quote, behaving properly and acting out. And a lot of times it's that they haven't had enough stimulation and they're not content and they're wound up. And I don't think humans are kind of present enough to realize, like you're saying, just how much exercise a dog might need. You know? Yeah, dogs have an inherent need to exercise, you know, and a lot of dogs were, you know, bred to perform tasks that they're no longer doing. My dog's uh-huh. a herding dog, and he, he, he has nothing to herd but cars and me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, you're not moving very dog. fast, and not fast yeah. enough for him, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. And, you know, I hear time and time again, my customers call me all the time and say, my dog absolutely loves this thing. They try to turn it on with their nose. They get on it. They're possessive of it. Uh, it, it's like playing fetch with them, you know, and that's probably the biggest misconception uh, that people have with perhaps my dog won't do it. Uh, I've learned yeah. I've walked thousands of dogs. They all do it. They absolutely enjoy jog a dog. They enjoy getting on it. They enjoy doing it, and they will beg to get on it if introduced to them appropriately and use good common sense and keep it limited till it becomes second nature and then work them into a regimen. And yeah. do it consistently, and that's the other thing. It provides consistency. You know, uh, you know, when you with inclement weather, you know, you may take your dog out once, twice, here, or there. This provides absolute consistency. Something that dogs, you know, we know they like to do things repetitively. Um, it's something you can do every day. Even do it at the same time every day, and they'll absolutely look forward to it. Yeah, that's so great. Well, I I so appreciate you being with me today and just bringing to light the fact that there is an indoor exercise option out there for your dogs because we know exercise is the key to longevity. Paul, I really thank you so much for being here with me talking today. 
Paul, thank you. We are going to take another break. And when we come back, I am going to be talking to you a little bit about how to start your dog on an exercise program and how to make sure that you are doing it at the right pace. So, Paul, I thank you. We'll be right back after this word. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win With Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Welcome back to Win With Dogs. I'm Raquel Wynn, and we have been talking today about keeping Fido fit. Thank you again for listening. I want to talk to you about Fidorobics. <laughs> keeping your dog on an exercise program is so important. It really is. Um, exercise is another must in the maintenance of health, and I want you to make sure that you determine your dog's level of fitness before starting on a phytoaerobics program because by starting slowly and progressing at the appropriate speed your dog will improve in health and he won't get injured as easily so we want to pay attention to a couple things we're going back to episode one where we talked about canine baseline we want to pay attention to his heart rate as well as your dog's respiratory rate which you can measure by how hard your dog is panting when he's exercised. We want to make sure that this stays in the appropriate range. Um, if you remember talking about um, measurement indicators and resting heart rate and resting respiratory rate were quite important. I want you to keep in mind that your dog's resting heart rate will be normally between 70 and 130 beats per minute. And a resting respiratory rate normal is 10 to 30 breaths per minute. Now, when we're talking about heart rate, since there's such a wide range of acceptable values, knowing your dog's resting heart rate is really important. A good time to get a resting heart rate is in the morning before your dog gets up or during rest or right after rest or anytime your dog is calm and relaxed. What you want to do is you want to locate your dog's pulse and you can either, sometimes I can feel my dog's pulse at the wrist, at the brachial artery or at the ankle, the femoral artery, but the easiest place to find it is a little bit slightly left of center and behind the forelegs. This is where the heart sits to the lower left of that chest chamber. You're going to place your hands right along your dog's lower left rib cage behind that left foreleg. You're going to grab a stopwatch and count the number of heartbeats in a 15-second time period. 
So you're going to grab your pup, count off the beats in a 15-second time period, multiply this number by four. This result is the number of beats per minute. So I was saying 70 to 130 or 80 to 120 beats per minute is an average canine heart rate. Well, a working dog's heart rate can exceed 250 beats per minute. This is a little bit high on my chart. I would suggest you keep your dogs at around 200 beats per minute. Again, varying it if your dog starts a little lower in the scale, you might want to be under 200. If your dog's a little higher in the resting heart rate scale, you could be a little bit over it. But typically we say a good place to be is 65 to 85% of maximum heart rate. So... 200 is a good place to stay around there. As for respiratory rate, the uh, healthy respiratory rate values lie between, like I said, 10 and 130 breaths per minute. Now, a good time to get an accurate resting respiratory rate, that's tough to say, value is when your dog is calm and relaxed. So what you're going to do is you're going to watch your dog's chest rise and fall. One rise and fall equals one breath. If your dog is exercising, remember, you can watch the panting. You can easily count the number of pants per minute. You want to keep the active respiratory rate below 150 breaths per minute to ensure that you're not overtraining. Although a working dog's breath rate can exceed 200 breaths per minute, I suggest you keep it below 150. And remember, the more that your dog is panting, that means that your dog is losing water at a very rapid rate. So you want to make sure and keep that panting dog well hydrated. So we talk about starting at a good rate and maintaining this exercise for a length of time. We want to do this consistently, not intensity, but consistency is the key. So when I speak of consistency, I also have to talk to you about what's called periodization. And periodization is an effective method of training used by not only professional athletes, but it's also important for humans. And when we say periodizing, that's training so that you peak at the appropriate time. It's basically training on a pyramid scale so that you don't get going too fast out of the gate and get some muscle injuries. This can happen to dogs too, where if you start overtraining, their muscles don't have proper time to heal and you get a lot more injuries. So if you periodize your dog's exercise program, you'll have far-reaching results. So periodization simply involves gradual increases in exercise frequency and intensity to allow for alternate work and healing of the muscles. So it's really a training schedule that allows for maximum health improvements with minimal health risks or injuries. A little bit more on this is in order, I think. Remember, you're breaking down muscle, so you want it to repair to develop strength. So if you don't allow the frequency or the intensity and duration to be changed and you don't allow proper rest, you tend to stress this muscle out. Again, it doesn't heal properly. You're more likely to get injuries. So a simplified version of periodization is beginner. Let's say your dog's a beginner. You're going to get his heart rate, respiratory rate. You're going to take it up. Let's say your dog starts at 80 beats per minute with a 10 breath count in a minute. You want 
to get his heart rate up to just maybe over 100. So you would do two to three days a week of 20 minutes of easy exercise and stretch every day and massage every day. You could do this for a month, this beginner fitness level. Intermediate, you would be jumping to four to five days a week of exercise, up the exercise duration from 20 minutes to, say, 40 or 45. And also, this increase in days as well as length of duration of exercise will itself take it from an easy to a moderate level of intensity. But you can also experiment with increasing your dog's speed, I usually go for distance, increasing the distance first, and then working on speed. And again, with an intermediate level, daily stretching is in order. Let's take it to an advanced fitness level where you're talking about agility dogs, or if your dog is just in great shape, you guys are totally exercising partners. (laughs) Advanced dogs can go six to seven days a week, 60 minutes of exercise at a difficult intensity level. Now, having said this, I know that this is uh, something that people do often as they exercise their dog seven days a week. I personally like to have a day off. So I I would recommend six days would be the maximum level of exercise. When we're talking about exercise, you can use the treadmill like Paul was talking about. Or you can do simple walks with your dog. You can fetch. Fetch is a great way to exercise your dog. There's all kinds of wonderful, wonderful new toys that they sell, like uh, agility toys for your backyard. This is great, but exercise truly is key. I want to say one quick thing about exercise. You know, we have the type where we're out and moving. Basically, you just want to increase your dog's core temperature by increasing the heart rate. So if you're playing a game of of tug-of-war, that can be a form of exercise. On the other hand, if your dog is too sick or he might be an older dog and he's not in, you know, up for heavy exercising or that lengthy of exercise, you certainly can just keep the joints moving through a range of motion with stretching and keep the muscles hydrated with massage. And this actually will keep the body healing. It will keep the muscles hydrated. So don't overlook stretching and massage as forms of movement for the body, which in essence counts as exercise is what I'm trying to say. So exercise, so important for us, so important for our dogs. And one of the main, main, main reasons it's so important is for keeping the weight of your dog down and keeping obesity at bay. Dogs now, it's ridiculous the amount of dogs. It's it's 20 million dogs in America are considered obese. I mean, it's basically we are having an epidemic just like we do in the human sector where weight is a big problem. And I talked to you a little bit in the last episode about nutrition, and this is super important for obesity. One thing, if you combine the nutrition with the exercise, you're going to get a lot further, a lot quicker. So overfeeding, improper feeding, lack of exercise, depression, and even prescription medications can all cause your dog to struggle with extra puppy pounds. And these pounds are drastically affecting your dog's body. Think about it. If you have a 20-pound dog that puts on 4 pounds... That's a 20% weight gain. 
That's the equivalent of 30 pounds gained on a 150-pound person. So just going from 20 pounds to 24 pounds is like us going from 150 to 180. And you can imagine how all this affects the bones, the joints, the attitude, stamina, and just the flow and efficiency of all your dog's systems body systems. I know how cute your little dogs may seem when you're trying to be smart about their eating plan and they're looking at you starving. They're trying to convince you that they have never eaten in years. Do not give in. You must be strong. A dog's will is great. And if your dogs are like mine, they have incredible acting skills. The emotion that my Angus and Jake display truly are Oscar worthy. But remember, you know what's best for them. You are the pup parent And you need to take charge of your dog's health habits. So instead of feeding, substitute playtime or stretching or walks. Or if you must feed them, give them some healthy snacks. So I want you to try to put your dog's muscles to use and help your dog lose those pounds. Once you get the proper nutrition going, try not to sabotage your dog's health by overfeeding. You know, you want to keep, as I've spoken to you before, you want to keep your dog's metabolism going by maybe increasing his feeding frequency, but you don't want to increase the amount he's feeding. So I like the idea of multiple mini meals. Um, A two-paw portion is enough. If you can imagine your dog's paws cupped, (laughs) a two-paw portion three or four times a day, that's great. That's great to keep your dog's metabolism going. So thank you for letting me break into the obesity for a minute. But exercise truly will help with this because joint muscle breakdown, heart disease, poor digestion, immobility, these all are the result of extra weight. I invite you to email me about dog exercise and any kind of wonderful ways to exercise your dog you're seeing out there. I know we have agility dogs. We have Frisbee dogs. We have Earth dogs. We have all kinds of activities for our dogs. Doga, doggy yoga. I know I have stretching classes here in Nashville. But I want you to realize the importance of exercise and movement. Get out there and research how your dog likes to move. Your dog might love to go to the park and that's enough for him. Others of you might have dogs that need some more interaction and structure. An agility class might be great. But I just encourage you to get out there and be consistent with your dog's exercise. And actually, you can use your dog as motivation for you. So you guys can embark on a wonderful, healthy lifestyle that you guys hopefully can sustain for many 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 years again we want to get our dogs lifespan increased through proper nutrition and exercise i thank you so much for listening to my show win with dogs i'm raquel win your host and you are listening to pet life radio i thank you please exercise your pups and once again i ask you to go win with dogs Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs.